Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Chief Psycho Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about pouring your passion. Uh, we have a special guest today with us. Her name is Melissa Hernandez. She's an Arizona native, certified sommelier through the Wine and Spirits Education Trust. She's earned her bachelor's degree in public health from the University of Arizona and has spent the last six years in leadership at a health insurance organization. She's the owner of a coffee roasting business called Novella Coffee, focused on celebrating her Latin culture through coffee. After several years working in health insurance, she decided to quit her corporate job and start her journey in wine. She has spent the last five months completing a wine harvest in Napa Valley. Her curiosity of wine started when she went wine tasting in Chile in 2014. Melissa is a first-generation Mexican-American. Her favorite part of her culture is the importance of community and food. Wine's ability to bring people together and its rich history are some of the reasons why she also fell in love with wine. She's excited to represent her culture by growing her knowledge in wine and advocating for her Latinx community. When she isn't studying wine, she is hiking, spending time with her dogs and family, or taking pictures of her food. That you can definitely find on at melly.phx on Instagram. Definitely worth the look. Let's go ahead and take a look and listen in on the interview between myself with Melissa today. Hello, Miss Melissa Hernandez. How are you today? Doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me on the Chief Psycho Podcast. I'm so excited for you to be here today. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about pouring your passion. So Melissa and I go way back. We've known each other for literally over a decade. She's one of my dearest friends. Love you so much. And you've been on this amazing journey for yourself. And I'm excited for you to share more about your story, um, share more about what your turning point was, and let's just have some fun too. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds great. Beautiful. Well, Melissa, um, I know about your background, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about your experience, um, your career, kind of your direction, your passions um, with our listeners today. Absolutely. So... A lot of my journey started off in health. I studied public health. I was looking for a job after college that would be health focused. I was really big on wellness and just helping others. Um, At the time um, that I graduated, I started a job in a health insurance company. And I quickly moved up. And I think a lot of that was kind of embedded um, like my leadership experience that I had prior, um, and just really genuinely, really wanting to help people. Um, and I think that made me a really good leader and kind of led to my success in the health insurance world. Um, you know, that was a big chunk of my life. Um, that was about six years of just, um, you know, pouring, at the time, my passion was health and wellness um, and dedicating that um, to my team um, as a leader um, and giving, making sure that my employees had the best employee experience, but also ultimately kind of getting the job done and helping the people that we ultimately were there for, So, which was our members for the health insurance company. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of... That's, Part one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I yes, I totally feel you there. And, you know, I want to commend you for your leadership, too, because you were you were in a lot of conversations and growth strategy and developments and deployment as well. And 
Uh, we can go on and on and on about all the crazy stuff you were working on, right? Um, but I'd love to know, um, at what point did you really recognize, you know, my leadership is much more greater outside of this entity and this organization? Um, at what point would you say that you've identified and defined um, how your leadership actually started showing up and providing new outlets for you to be passionate in? Yeah, I think um, it was kind of, it turned into burnout. Unfortunately, I was giving a lot of myself to my team, um, a lot of myself to the work that I was doing. And um, it almost, I was over, almost overskilled in like caring mm. and giving too much mm -hmm. of myself. And it's kind of like the analogy of like, you're, the plane's going down, you need to put your oxygen mask on first before you can put on the, the people around you. And so sure. after that period of my life, I was ready to put on my ma oxygen mask. <laughs> and so that, um, and I knew ultimately that would help me in the long run, you know, that self-care, that um, introspective self-awareness that that would ultimately help me be a better leader in the future. Um, and okay. here I am like, you know, coaching my, my team, like, you know, finding your passion, how to do the best work that you can be, how to find value in the work that you're doing now. And, um, there was a point where I didn't feel like that, that messaging was resonating and I wasn't mm. taking my own advice. So, um, it was a really big uh, challenge for me to leave that space, leave the work that I had done and built and created um, uh, a legacy, if you will, of things that I'm very <laughs> right. proud of that I did there. Um, but ultimately, I was like, okay, like I'm ready to put on my oxygen mask. And um, okay, let me like kind of redefine who I am, redefine like what it is that's important to me. Um, and it kind of took taking away a lot of things to get to that point. One quitting my job was one of them at the time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. The burnout component that you touched on is, is such a large, I would say, big thing that kind of just hangs over our head, right? We, when we start thinking about, are we in the space of burnout? Um, we start looking at really our mental wellness, our overall well-being, how are our relationships being cultivated and fostered? Um, as well as really looking at our overall sense of fulfillment, you know, mm -hmm. working inside of the consulting space, uh, I find myself in that same position often where I'm not taking my own advice that I'm giving to my clients, that I'm coaching my team members to take on. Um, and that's mainly because I think I'm the anomaly, right? I'm the exception to the rule um, in the fact that, yes, like, I can take all this fine. on. Because it, exactly. Because I know myself and I know my mm -hmm. limits and capacity, but knowing makes no difference, Right. It's what you do after you find that information or it's been gathered or learned or researched, whatever channel it's been taught, um, we can do something with it now. So when you think about the burnout that you started to experience and the lack of fulfillment really in accomplishing your, I'm sure you felt accomplished at the end of your day, Absolutely. but I'm sure you're feeling a lot differently now in terms of <laughs> end of day accomplishment. Uh, talk to me a little bit more about how that uh, burnout fueled your new passion into your new endeavor you're working on. Yeah, I think um, two things. Um, you know, just to add a little bit more to the burnout, like I was working in a health insurance company during COVID, like period, you yeah. know, like that's <laughs> and any like 
commending all of our providers and people in the healthcare space during that time, like that contributed a lot to that burnout. Um, but secondly, I feel like, um, you know, I was ready to start something new. I was ready to challenge myself in a new way. And I think a big piece is really learning what does burnout look like? Are you experiencing it? And the more I researched it and, you know, kind of that I can do anything that won't happen to me, like I'd be able to self-identify, like I was in the thick of it and I was unable to recognize it. And it took me a good amount of time to finally recognize it. And once I did, um, one of the characteristics of burnout is like losing your passion and like being um, not being challenged enough. And when I realized like, okay, like I feel both of those things, I need to change up what I'm doing. And so I kind of took a step back, looked at, you know, my career looked at, I also um, have a coffee roasting business. So I was in like food and beverage as well. And realizing like what makes me the most happy, bringing people together, community, sharing my culture, um, serving people, hospitality, like being a host, you know, like all those things really make me happy and kind of like the nuances of like food and wine. (laughs) First time (laughs) you say wine. (laughs) Yeah. So that led to my wine journey. So yeah. And that's what I'm excited to dig into. So that's the theme of our episode, right? Pouring your passion. And this is where we get to really start diving into what it looks like to be pouring your passion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for you to share a little bit more about your wine journey, journey, excuse me. <laughs> um, what really inspired you to go the route of wine? Um, what your thoughts are on it now? Um, I know you also just experienced a life-changing opportunity that I think our audience would absolutely love to hear about that too. So give it to us all, wine girl. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so um it first started off as um, like wanting to study and trying to mm. study and learn about wine. And in that education, I pursued um, a certification, a sommelier uh, certification. Um, mm. And the more I learned, the more obsessed I became. I wanted to know all the regions. What, do, what does everything taste like? How do they make it? Um, what are the different, all the different varietals? Like there's just so much to learn about wine. It's endless. And it's like, it almost felt like, um, the, the more, the more you learn, like the more you realize you don't know. And so that was really, um, with the size of my curiosity, like I just wanted to dive all in. So I'm learning about this wine and, uh, get my certification. I I started, uh, working at a wine bottle shop here in Phoenix, while of course working my other job um, and just oh, kind of wow. really seeing like, is this, is this it? Like this is, is this the next step for me? Is this what I want to do? Um, so it took like taking a little bit of a risk there and a calculated risk by first trying it out yeah. a little bit. And um, the more I was in that, that space, I really just wanted to be in rooms where people were talking about wine and because those are the things that are making me excited and challenging me at that time. And I'm, I'm learning a ton. And so I decided to do a wine harvest. Um, mm. And so I went to Napa Valley, of course, the mecca of all wine oh, here in so the U.S. There. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I know you've been. Um, everyone needs to go. It's, it's yes. 
it is definitely even if you don't like wine like just go there just to enjoy go. the environment yeah, it's so beautiful <laughs> they sell beer i think <laughs> yeah they also sell beer sparkling too um yeah it, it was a really beautiful place very different from any from where i grew up since i grew up here in phoenix um so anyways yeah i'm doing this wine harvest it is i i had a pretty um uh, let's see, what do you call it? I, I felt very confident in myself, but I've never, I also felt very uncomfortable. And I, really? I did because I was basically like, when you're doing a career change into something completely different, like this was completely different. None of my previous leadership experience was really like leading into like what my success would look like. My success was defined by by diff- very differently by just being able to um, get through the day because a lot of the work was like manual labor. You had to know about wine, but you also had to um, pick the leaves out of the grapes. You had to wow. move these big pumps around because we had to move the wine juice into this other tank. Um, we had to dig out the tanks once the wine is fermented and you all the skins the juice is moved into another tank. You take all the skins out and you press it again and try to get even more flavor out of it. So, um, yeah, it's a whole, it is backbreaking work. And <laughs> I, you know, coming from my experience working from home the last two years, working in my safe little desk, going out into cold days, the cellar stays at about 60 degrees every day, like just Oh, wow. Completely different from anything I've ever done. I kind of knew what I was signing up for, but I also didn't. And I, that's how I've done a, a lot of different experiences in my life where I almost don't want to know, but I just need to put myself in there and just challenge myself. Um, so that was the wine harvest. I can go more into the details <laughs> of it, but um, that just ended. And, and now I'm, I'm back here in Phoenix for the time being, getting ready for my next steps. So. Beautiful. I imagine you have a newfound gratification for all that goes into buying a bottle of wine (laughs) from your, either your local wine maker, producer, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, running into AJ's or Target and picking up a bottle on the shelf. Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, That's so cool. And, you know, what I love about your entire experience, Melissa, is you stayed authentic and true to yourself. You know, you acknowledge that, hey, this isn't working for me. And I'm ready for a change. You had the support from your friends, your loved ones, your peers, your family um, to take on this next step. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about where you're at inside of your mental health journey. Um, I know that's something that you are a huge advocate about ensuring that, you know, patient health is patient wealth, right? Uh, And and same thing for consumers. Um, we can look at it from you, you shifted from your insurance model, right? You went from insuring patients to insuring with an E uh, that patients had a glass of wine in hand, right? right so right. I'd love to know a little bit more about your mental health journey um, and your advocacy, what you're doing and how you're helping inspire others to really follow suit and follow a path worth following. Absolutely. Um, obviously, everyone's journey looks different. But for me, um a lot of those mental health issues I was experiencing really became prevalent during my burnout phase. And that's when I really learned I needed to do something different. Um, Definitely dealing with anxiety, 
um, got a diagnosis for ADHD. Mm. Um, the list goes on, but we can focus on those <laughs> two. Um, yes. And just normalizing, like, wow, like these, this is real. Like, it. Learn. I think as the the bottom line was like learning more about myself, and mm. in taking those assessments, prioritizing myself, prioritizing my well-being, my wellness, my health, like I realized like, wow, I've been really hard on myself or mm. um, I haven't been very kind to myself or my self-talk, um, acknowledging that more. Um, trusting myself was really the, the crux of it all. Like I, I need to trust myself more. Um, and so if something doesn't feel right, like I'm not going to take, I don't have to say yes to everything. I can say no. So, um, that's, that's kind of like my, my, um, that's what's leading me into this next part of my life. I don't know. I don't have it exactly all planned out, which is so unlike me. I'm so used to having everything planned out to a T. Um, but you know, when you're, when four four months of my life was just focused on this harvest and that was it. Sure. All I had to do was wake up, be at work on time and do some manual labor. Um, <laughs> and when that was, that was the, it was a very like simplified life, if you will, because I only had like my anxieties were kind of pushed a little bit to the side um, because I, I could focus on something very like genuinely. So um yeah, that's that's my journey right now. Um, we'll see what it looks like in in the future here, but just trusting myself a lot more. I love that. You know, they always say about trusting the process, and and the process itself will paint the picture or paint the path forward. But we don't really give ourselves enough credit to either recognize and realize how much power that we have, and really evaluating how much trust is present within us. Right? We might be hoping and wishing for the future, but shit, is it really going to come? Is it going to mm-hmm. happen? What, mm-hmm. What's my headspace look like? Am I in the correct mind mindset? Do I Am I operating from a space of abundance or scarcity? Am I operating from a space of uh, continuous opportunities and continuous learning, which I think is the most vital component of it all, is are you staying in the space of curiosity and mm-hmm. are you willing to be coachable and willing to learn something new? Um we recognize that so easily. And I think part of that is, is the experiences, right? The exposed, exposed shift, pivot and change and forwarding of it all. Mm -hmm. And when we look at, you know, the, I don't want to say racketeering, but just the overall shuffling of who we are and how we operate and the space that we operate in, it, it can look so many different ways. Right. And, you know, you can go down the road of going to school like you did. You went to de- you went to a college, you received multiple degrees, you created a really great opportunity for yourself inside of the healthcare space, kicked ass, and you recognize that, you know, your power and your definition does not come from the role that you held. It came from the light that was beaming forward. And I hope anyone that's listening to this call recognizes and realizes that there's a lot more power that's put behind the actions that we actually want to take. And there's no, what is it, putting a round square and a a round peg or whatever, a round peg in a square hole, something along those lines. I think if we really uh, evaluate and understand that, you know, 
maybe it's time for that peg to go somewhere else. And there's a reason why it's no longer fitting in that hole. It's because it's been that it's been serviced. It's been fulfilled. The time, the journey, the the longevity has been experienced, and now we're ready for something new. You know, I'm somebody that after two years, I'm itching for something new. Like I need something right. different. I need a change. I need yeah. to either shift my thinking, or I need to change the conversations I'm having, or I need to change the audience I'm speaking with. And those come in waves, right? Like I'm, I get the mental health stuff too. Like we have our own illnesses and struggles that we work with and everyone manages them differently. And I think that's, what's so beautiful about, you know, just people and human nature is that our coping mechanisms are very similar and also so far in between different. Right. Um, and that's, what's powerful is taking something from somebody else uh, and learning from it and putting your own spin and flavor and sprinkle of whatever that looks like for you, right? Because it's about what you're passionate in, what you're passionate about. And then finding a room of individuals that have that same commonality that can then inspire and enlighten and elevate your thinking much further and imagine the opportunities that begin to show up then. Yeah. It's amazing. Melissa, this was such a pleasure having you on today's episode of Pouring Your Passion with the Chief Psycho Podcast. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you taking the time (laughs) to be on this call with me today. Absolutely. Uh, Any closing comments, thoughts, remarks? How can people follow your story? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. That is my main platform right now. Melly, M-E-L-L-Y dot P-H-X. Um, and that's, you can continue to follow my wine journey. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, and if I could leave anybody with anything, uh, change is good. Challenge yourself and realize that sometimes you don't have control over things, but you do have control over yourself. So yeah, I love thank that. you. Uh, I love that so much. Thank you again, Melissa. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, Pouring Your Passion with the Chief Psycho Podcast. Take care. Bye.